This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to Thriller the Chase. Well, off the back of a big weekend last week, which featured some great racing from Hillsville, this week has obviously proven to be a very much a highlight in terms of at least keeping us company throughout a dark time when it comes to lockdowns, particularly in Victoria, where the racing has been absolutely sensational across metropolitan tracks and the Greyhound racing continues to thrive. And that's what we do on Frill of the Chase. We discuss the latest Greyhound racing news. Damien Watson in the chair once again, our favourite time of the week, a Friday afternoon. And joining me is my partner in crime, as always, Mitch Abaya, Greyhound racing breeder, owner, media personality, any superlative in the book. How are you, Mitchie? I'm very well, Damo. Um, good to be with you again and love the old Fridays. They're uh, something I look forward to and hopefully we can find a couple of winners across the hour and uh, we've got, uh, we got the day off to a good start. We're two from two on Twitter so far with the multi. We need to kick this last leg home to, tonight at Warrigal. But uh, I'm well, mate. Can't complain and hopefully you're going well. How did you go with the Hillsville tipping last week? Because that is you were effectively your home track. I know you live nearby in Lilydale and you love Hillsville probably even more than Dapto, which is a great successful venue for you. But how did you go at Hillsville and also with the hosting as well? No, I went. Uh, I loved the hosting. The hosting part was uh, fantastic. Absolutely loved working with Troy Harley and uh, alongside Jimmy Vandermatt and um, I, I thought we went well. James Vandermatt was seeing him like beach balls. I, I found a couple, but I found uh, place more place bets than uh, win bets. I tell you, I was running second and third all day. But sometimes you have those days. Um, sometimes you can't miss, and other times, like last night, uh, you can't get anywhere near him. But uh, it happens, and that's the way we go. But no, absolutely um, grateful for the opportunity. Loved it, and uh, hopefully can do it all again soon. Fantastic. I was going to ask you about uh, last night. How did you feel? How did the watchdog go as yeah. well? And you got J-Bob back as well. Yeah, Watchy dominated. Watchy dominated. Uh, J-Bob come second. And I uh, I was uh, pretty rattled before the start of the show, mate. I had a uh, pretty rough day. So I uh, didn't really come in with the uh, the greatest headspace and my tips didn't deliver either. So, um, yeah, just one of those days. But, yeah, we'll recoup. And uh, that's why I threw out a multi on uh, Twitter today and said time to bounce back. So, fingers crossed, this last leg can get up and um, we can, yeah, get the runs on the board. Well, that'll change your mood. Don't worry about that. Let's review last night's racing at Sandown. I mentioned before the great Metropolitan racing throughout the week. And, I think it's fair to say there was a fair amount of prize money on offer if you have a look in general. So that's always very good for the industry in general and its participants. And one race that I want to touch on firstly in terms of the most amount of prize money offered, I think it was in race seven and Candy Carrera saluted in a time of 34.148 seconds. Aston Ulysses, we know, is more than capable and has been in relatively good form. It came from box three and finished second. The plan ahead for Angela Langton has had its share of success as well, finished in third. But how did you see the performance of Candy Carrera? 
Uh, Candy Carrera's run was very, very good. Uh, a greyhound that just keeps improving. And uh, it's a bit of a heartbreaker, this one, actually. I got tipped uh, the dog last week. I had a little bit of mail on it that it might have trialled well. Um, so we had a good go at it last week. And then um, I didn't back it last night and I won at 40. So um, yeah, they're, the, they're the kind of stingers you have. And um, it was a really nice run. Got to the front, showed that blistering box speed that it showed in the trial, but uh, missed the kick last week. And, yeah, to hold off Aston Ulysses, who we all thought would have chewed it up down the back, uh, for it not to get there, just showed uh, how good a win it was. And 34 and 14 was good times also. Uh, Dave McKenzie uh, and his um, partner in crime have been absolutely flying at the moment. They're uh, doing great things for Greyhound Racing. They're training winners for fun. And uh, it's good to see a really good uh, combination uh, between the two of them, and uh, yeah, they're going super. Absolutely, and the race before that was race number six, and we saw Fernando Frank go around. It was a good battle with Mirror Illusion, who had the inside draw for Kate Gorman, box number one, and in the end, only .02 of a second separated effectively those two runners. How did you assess that performance? Fernando Frank, a time of 34.043 seconds, and it was a pretty good field as well, but Punga Warrior, as we know, capable, finished third. Yeah, this just added to the uh, the average day that I had, Tamo. I uh, I had three legs in the uh, I had three dogs selected in the quaddy, and they were boxes one, two, and five. So uh, I was pretty happy with that. But uh, I backed the red. Uh, I thought the red was a certainty. I thought it would lead. It uh, was super strong at the Meadows last week. It's a very fast dog. This dog, Mirror Illusion, and it's only going to get better with age. It's young. Uh, it's exciting. It's got brilliant box manners, and uh, it let him up, led everywhere by the posts. And Fernando Frank, the greyhound, that um, he's a very fast animal on his day. He probably doesn't win as many races as you would expect him to. He has a lot of placings next to his name, and uh, seems to run second a little bit. But uh, he got the better of uh, Mirror Illusion last night, and to my uh, disgust, uh, he beat Mirror Illusion and third was Mapunga Warrior. So when you take trifectas and exactas. Uh, with the one to win and the two to run second, they finish the other way around. It can be uh, so close yet so far. Uh, we can all understand that. Nebifies with that, don't worry. Uh, we got the next, by the way, coming up at Bendigo in the Greyhounds. I think uh, that's not too yep. far away, a couple of minutes away. This one over the 500 metres as well. Of course, race number six. Uh, the, it's fair to say instructions receiving a bit of support. It's been in the placings a couple of times in its last five starts. From box number six, I just wonder whether it could get a bit crowded. Sudoku Cobra, which is next to it from box number seven, I think personally, Mitchie, along with maybe $10 slaps from box two, they provide more value and their form has been pretty instrumental in terms of success as well. Yeah, $10 slaps has been uh, slapped and is a big mover in the market. Uh, there's two greyhounds here that I want to play at. The eight, I like the eight, so I'm going to go each way on the eight and the same racer uh, with the four. So I think the eight and the four are the value runners, but I like the eight each way all day drawn out there. In, it's out to nines now. It's getting out to stupid odds. Yeah, well, Zipping Tiffany, uh, which is the eight, of course, it's won two out of its last five, and it's been in the placings at least in four out of its last five. So aside from the odd aberration, it's actually been in reasonable form, but it's actually drifting as we speak. It's out to $9 now, so there's a fair bit of value there. Yeah, to tens. Any wonder why that's the case? No, no idea. It's just probably maybe the box draw, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy to take it. I think that the Greyhounds, uh, it, it's got a big motor, and uh, as I said, I'm going to box it up with the four. I really like all in Dungeon. I reckon you can run all over the top of them here, but, yeah, I just thought this dog was, um, was well overs. I'm the same as Mitch from Mount Gambier has just texted in. I like the seven, as I said before, Sudoku Cobra. It's been in pretty consistent form. So thank you, Mitch, for texting in. Let's head yeah, to Bendigo. Mate, 
Race what a man. Number. He's a lovely guy. Race six at bed to go. And racing. They began in an even line. Swift, Brittany, Speed, La La, ah. Grapefruit. Straight out to lead and gets three lengths clear of Swift, Brittany. Zipping Tiffany. Railing through instructions. Getting up on the inside. Clear of $10 slaps. And further back, Sudoku, Cobra, Eagle Boy. And all in Dungey was last. The leader, La La, Grapefruit. Instructions up on its outside, though. Goes up to take the lead. Eagle Boy's down the outside fence again. The leader is Instruction. And Instruction. What a win. Beats home $10 slaps and zipping. Tiffany will run third. Fourth in. Close. Getting up all in Dungey from a mile back with La La Grapefruit. Back on the inside, Sudoku Cobra. Eagle Boy was again skirting the outside fence and Swift uh-huh. Brittany was back on the inside. The time is 28.336. Well, in the end, Mitchie, fair to say the favourite got well, the job done, but they were going all over the place. I think Eagle Boy virtually ran off the track. Yeah, he killed uh, Swift Brittany. The red killed half of them. Uh, stopped yeah. the uh, eight from having a nice run in the race. Uh, I, I'm going to say that's a fill up, Damo. I, I know it's not the ultimate fill up, but two ninety the place about uh, zipping Tiffany, and you've also got the four all in Dungey for the same race multi. Uh, that's going to pay. That's going to pay pretty juicy. Oh, is it worth playing music? We can play a bit of K-pop or something. Uh, you don't have to play some. <laughs> don't have to play. Don't have to play a bit. Of, don't have to play a bit of music, but. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that sort of start. Instruction was always going to be the grand to watch. Uh, $10 slaps was slapped in the market, but uh, Zipping Tiffany, to pay $2.90, I think, was uh, great value, and uh, all in Dungey run on super. Yeah, fantastic. And it provided just as much value as picking the winner virtually, didn't it? Two ninety, the place was Zipping Tiffany. It did. Uh, instruction paid... Three forty in the end. Yeah, pretty much the same price at the end of the day. It was a good find. It was interesting that run as well. A couple of dogs, as I said before, were checked, but Zipping Tiffany just found a way through, and I thought its finishing touch was very good as well down the final straight. I think that proved to be the difference after it was in a bit of a precarious position mid-race. Oh, it was a nice run. It ran on well. Uh, probably a greyhound that it has got stronger over its time, and uh, I, I thought it was in a bit of trouble caught out in the car park, but uh, no, it did. It ran on well, and yeah, it uh, can't really complain with uh, a $3 play scooter. All right, let's continue our review of last night's racing at Sandown. We've already discussed races six and seven. Let's go back a little earlier on the card. Gypsy Wyong, I know, has been discussed a lot on the Lids Fly, I think, uh, if you go back a number of weeks. And this wasn't a bad race in terms of class, considering it was a small field as well. And Gypsy Wyong prevailed for Andrea Daly, ahead of Luna Star, who had the good draw for box one, which probably... I guess accentuates the victory in many ways. There wasn't much in it either. I think 0.03 of a second between first and second and Kenny the Brute in third. Even Bobby the Brute has figured relatively prominently. He was prominently, I guess, in recent times, finished last. I know it was a small field, but how did you assess race number four with Gypsy Wyong saluting? Uh, It was a really close finish, this one. And um, uh, Gypsy Wyong was crazy overs. I thought was a greyhound that... Well, I had been winning the group race. I just thought it was uh, its sort of race. And uh, actually, before I go ahead, Damo, the three to beat the five at uh, Murray Bridge, a, a oh, mate yes. of mine who's a listener, he is very keen on Bedrock Fred to beat Lashes Manali here. So um, for those out there that want to have a play, we're going to go. Th- we're going to go the three to beat the five. All right. I'm just working on trying to change the right. channel in the studio as well. Obviously, we can't take the audio or anything like that, but I'll uh, keep an eye on it in any case. By the way, Maddie Fields from Geelong. Now, said- I'll get. Sorry, mate. I was just going to yeah. say, Matty Fields has said yeah. good luck on the punt this weekend, especially for you, Mitch. Personal touch. Ah, cheers. Thanks, Matty. Good good uh, friend of mine. Good uh, listener of the show. And um, Yeah, fingers crossed we can all have a fill-up this weekend. But um, I'll get back to 
Uh, the greyhound we were just talking about, which is Gypsy Wild, and this dog's as gutsy as gutsy. Forty-one ninety-three looked like it was doing it tough. It might have been a tad flat from last week's run because that was an absolute gut buster, but um, was super. The daily polish prevailed again. Luna Star was huge. Look, I was going to steal it at the uh, Bolters odds of twenty-two dollars ninety. Kenny the Brute and Draco Bell tied for third. And I wasn't too disappointed with Bobby the Brute's run first go over the seven hundred. I know a few people, you know, might have knocked and said, "Oh, geez, I don't know if you can run it out," but you got to have more than one go at seven hundred before you pull the pin. So. I think that, uh, it was a pretty good first up run. And I know Gypsy Wyong didn't exactly light it up. Um, or no, Draco Bell didn't exactly light it up uh, early on in their career over the 700. So it takes a bit of time to get there. But, um, yeah, not taking anything away from Wyong. He was super. Oh, she was super. I'm just keeping an eye on Murray Bridge here, Mitchie. Of course, three dogs in this race. And could be a tight finish here. Come on, Bedrock. The Reds coming. The Reds not far away. It's not going to get there. I think it's forward just short. The Red. Who won the three? Bear Rock Fred got up, yes. I was with the red, but well done, Mitchie. Now, there we go. My boy, my boy Remy, he's a, uh, he's a listener. I've converted him. We used to just chat on the uh, the group chats, and he's a, a very, very good Adelaide tipstone punter. He's a, an Adelaide boy, and, yeah, no, he listens in numerous times. Now, he even asked me for a podcast of last night's show, and I said, mate, it's five hours long. You're going to sit there and listen for five hours. And he said, no, nah, no, I only I missed part of the show, but uh, that was good to see. Ah, fantastic. Well done to, obviously, those involved. And, by the way, just off the SMS as well, another one singing your praises, Mitchie. Uh, anonymous here saying, thanks, eBay. Took your tips in the same race, Multi. I got 475 for zipping top three and all in Dungy top four. Legend. There you go. So another Beautiful. There we go. Love that. Fantastic. Uh, Webleck Blazer saluted in race number three last night, by the way, at Sandown. We know how capable this dog is for Angela Langton, a time of 29.439 seconds. Uh, Ivy Isabel, for me, was a little bit disappointing. Finished in fifth from box number two. Going all right, had the good draw and finished third. But Webleck Blazer, well, it's a dog that, in a way, probably does transcend the industry in Victoria. How did you see its performance and what it's capable of going forward? Uh, he's a very good dog, uh, Webleck Blaze. Had to do it the hard way. Came off the speed, went twenty nine forty three. Paid a dollar ninety. Uh, Five twelve early. You think that would lead majority of races, but there was a stack of speed in this. Going all right. Vader Bale, uh, Aston Amigo, Ivy Isabel. Uh, all of those went under five sixteen early, which genuinely leads most races. So uh, Webleck Blazer just camped on those and picked them off, and thought was a really good run. Vader Bale is a greyhound that keeps improving run after run. Uh, it's just got brilliant early speed. Five dead uh, to the first peg. 1879 off the back's going flying. Um, just struggles in the run home. But it's going to be – it could be a smoky for a country cup. This greyhound's got a lot of ability, Vader Bale. Uh, going all right was a, probably the disappointing run of the whole race. I thought it would win the race. Uh, from where it lobbed on Vader Bale's back, it should have absolutely gave him windburn and just – couldn't go on, so it was disappointing. And um, Ivy Isabel probably needs to lead to uh, be any sort of chance, but Webber Blazer was uh, outstanding again. Yeah, absolutely. What we might do is we'll take a break. We'll continue a review of last night's program at Sandown. We'll also talk about the prize money situation with the Tab Melbourne Cup, the fact that it has increased, and that's obviously going to filter down throughout the industry. So we'll discuss that at length on the other side. You're listening to Frill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon. Damian Watson and Mitch Abaya with you on SEN Track. If you want to text in and just continue pumping up Mitchie's ego, which uh, is certainly thriving at the <laughs> moment with uh, some of his tips, and rightly so too, 04997. Three six seven three six. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase.
Welcome back. You are listening to Frill of the Chase. Damien Watson joined by the one and only Mitch Abaya. Well, we'll continue on our review of last night's action at Sandown. Just in relation to some of the others that stood out in terms of performances, Black Robin from box number two uh, ran an impressive time of 29.52 seconds over the 515 metres in race five. Junk Food Junkie, which Mitchie is a dog that has a lot of occult following in Victoria, and even Lakeview Cruiser, Probably has a decent following as well, finished in third. So a pretty classy feel considering Rum Bubba Rub was a little bit disappointing finishing in second last at the back. How did you assess the performance of Black Robin and I guess Junk Food Junkie for all of its followers out there? Uh, for those that were listening uh, in last night, Damo, and I don't know if you caught the uh, any of the show when I mentioned it, but this was the heartbreak of the night, this one. Uh, this thing trialled well the other day, had a little bit of inside mail and uh, we didn't touch it. We left it alone and uh, left it out of the quaddy stupidly and it's come back to bite us. But uh, we're pretty keen on Junk Food Junkie here. I thought we'd get the chocolates, 29 and 59 at run overall, but was beaten by Black Robin in 29.52. This dog's absolutely flying. Paul Galea is in some great form at the moment. He had a double on the night with Latimer uh, winning earlier on in the card. And uh, this dog, it's got tremendous early burn. Black Robin, it can really light him up. Struggles the last little bit, but held on well and uh, it looks like Lakeview Cruiser might be getting back to somewhere near. His best, he was strong to the line. Junkie Junkie has got some sort of curse with box one. I've, uh, I was highlighted to the fact that it had 13 starts off the red and uh, only one, I think, oh, hasn't, hasn't had a win off box one. It's had like 11 placings. So uh, it's pretty interesting when you see stuff like that. Maybe, you know, they just struggle a little bit off the red, very little bit of the pressure, but um, not taking anything away from either of the dogs. I thought they were both really nice runs last night. But Black Robin, I don't think I'll be mentioning that greyhound for the next week. <laughs> any any sort of reminder is probably not the greatest. Oh, mate. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. Yeah, didn't go down well. Well, we've touched on a majority of the races last night and also Venus Light was another winner for Tim Britton, I noticed. It's a well. one. Yeah, race number nine. It, it needs to be. We need to talk about it, Damo, because this thing, it won well the other day over the 595 in on what we thought was a fast track when Aston Rupi broke the track record. We said Venus Light, you know, went 33.9. He hadn't gotten close to that in the past, gone around the 34.20s. For it to lead him up and stave him off over the 700 in a race where there were some pretty handy stays, Bravery, Pilbara, Floral Lace, to run 41 and 79, to go quicker than uh, the dog earlier on in the card, which would have been uh, Gypsy Wyong, is phenomenal. It was an absolutely huge run. Uh, Timmy Britton has done a phenomenal job. Geez, they're good with their stays, the Britons. And, yeah, this dog was huge. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? You talked about adaptability. I think it was last week we were having this discussion, particularly over the longer distances, over 715 metres. I mean, with Tim Britton and the way he's prepared this dog, is it a matter of basically ensuring... And he has dogs that are probably capable of running you know, different distances. Obviously, you take different approaches based on that. But for it to run in that manner uh, so quickly, it's quite adaptable. I mean, what goes behind for something sure. like that? Oh, it's a hard one. It's th- These greyhounds are trained to be strong. Uh, th- there's different styles of training out there. And for a lot of people that don't know the greyhound industry, uh, there's those out there that are uh, what I would call softer on the dogs and um, th- they don't want to, you know, gallop them and work them real hard. They'd rather keep them fresh uh, on a walking machine. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's whatever suits the greyhound or whatever suits your training style or you've been brought up with. And, um, yeah, I'm not knocking that. But uh, some greyhounds, yeah, are, are wa- walked which means they're sort of ready to go. They're sprinters. 
and, and they can run 500, 600, but the majority of the dogs that run the 700, they're galloped. The majority of them are free galloped. And uh, that is the other training method, free galloping in like 100 or 150 metre runs. And the dogs will work up and down. And um, yeah, I, I just think they get a bit fitter uh, and stronger. That way get the kilometres in the legs. A bit like a pre-season, I suppose, when, you, you know, if you don't, if you don't have the kilometres in the legs, it's pretty hard to run out run out the uh, game and you get a little bit tired. And this dog, the way they're trained, they're just bred or they're just trained to uh, run 700 metres. And you, you just see it time after time. Tim Britton, Rob Britton, Brendan Purcell, uh, the dailies, they, they just get stayers based on the amount of effort that, and work they put into the dogs. They just build that tank. Yeah, that's right. And I think it just progressively improves as you're exposed to that sort of distance range uh, more and more often. So that's probably the case for most dogs out there. Uh, just one yes, more better race. Better get a tip for Bendigo. Yes, absolutely. I want to get uh, your thoughts on that. 425 metres of trip. Race number seven. Uh, you got Soda Prince from box number five. It's a short price favourite now. Is it too short at around ninety-five? No, no, this dog's an absolute missile. Now, he bombed the start last week and got beat by Typhoon mm, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, he's got a slow be- slow beginner drawn inside. Um, and uh, to be honest, I-, I think he just goes to the front and wins. He's a very fast dog. I'm very keen on the seven, though. Call me Harvey. I think this dog's got a lot of ability. I think could put a bit of heat on early. Um, and I think he's the genuine Quinella, uh, Quinella hope. Um, yeah, the four is going to cut straight to the fence. Soda Prince will just lead him up for fun. Take the dollar ninety-five, dollar eighty-five, whatever you want to do. Maybe an exacto with Call Me Harvey. Box it up for the Quinella, and uh, maybe the same race multi as well, because this dog will be right up there putting some heat on early. Third, uh, Fernandez off the red. I think it struggles a little bit uh, with an inside draw. Loves a middle to wide draw. All right, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this one over the four twenty-five meters, as I said. Uh, Gotham five dollars the place. Call Me Harvey. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> There you go. Gotham Duke, I think, is receiving a bit of support as well. It's into about 370. So it has shortened a little bit. Uh, 380 now, drifting slightly. But from box number six is also a chance. So according to the punters, there's three dogs really to contend with here. Let's head to Bendigo. Race seven over 425. Third leg of the quaddy. Favourite wears yellow. Soda Prince. They're set. And they're racing, beginning well on the inside, Fernandez. Soda Prince has got speed, trying to push through underneath. Call me Harvey. Wide out on the track then was Gotham Duke. Further back in the field, Aston Kenner getting checked all over Max and perfect Flossie. Soda Prince found the lead. Two and a half lengths in front. Gets away now on Call Me Harvey. Gotham Duke running on. Soda Prince is in front. And Soda Prince, too good. Wins over Gotham Duke and Call Me Harvey ahead of Fernandez fourth. And then came all over Max, perfect Flossie. And last Last in was Aston Keno, and he's run an identical time to what he ran last week, 23 and 71. Oh, you're right about Soda Prince there, Almost, almost read that to a T. The seven just couldn't quite hang on for second, but for the same race, multi-players out there that would have thrown it in for top three and top four, you would have had an absolute fill-up because it was 19 to one, paying five bucks a place, six bucks a place. Uh, it had to have been probably a $2 insert into you, uh, your same race multi, so happy days. But then again, uh, you mentioned Soda Prince before. It was a jet in that particular performance and a reasonable time as well. Just before we head to the 5.30 p.m. News Eastern time, I noticed, and we did touch on this just before the break, that the prize money has increased for the TAP Melbourne Cup. The winner's going to take home a record half a million dollars for the first time ever. Significant boost in prize money, and that means the race prize pool is going to carry a total of almost three quarters of a million dollars at about 762500 which is an increase of over 21%. And there's also going to be money for fourth as well in this race. And 
It's yep. going to be interesting. Uh, I noticed Brownie, who I've had dealings with in the past, Neil Brown, he's a lovely guy, former president of the Springvale Football Club as well back in the day in the VFA. A lovely man, Neil Brown. Uh, he's a chairman of the Sandown Greyhound Racing Club, and I know he's thrilled to bits. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Um, I know there's probably people out there that'll like the idea of the raise in prize money for the Melbourne Cup. Others out there will probably have a whinge about it, but you, you can never please everyone, mate. And I know there's always some knockers out there that say, oh, more money goes to the top end. But uh, we've also seen more money go across the whole of uh, Greyhound Racing lately with an extra $5.3 million injected into prize money. And that's gone to uh, pay, pay for fourth. We get to see fourth across all races, uh, including group races. And uh, a race, 762000 in prize money, 500000 the winner. Uh, that's phenomenal. And, and two, two right, you've got to work hard to get into the Melbourne Cup. You've got to be a very good dog. Um, and I just think if you get there and you win it, you deserve it. So uh, I don't, uh, I don't see why people criticise it, but uh, I think it's fantastic for the sport and how good Melbourne Cup, not too far away. This is the thing that's one of the major events, isn't it? So you got to reward. Oh, it's you, you huge, wanna, mate. It's you make, race. You want to make sure that the trademark event gets the trademark prize money because ultimately well, exactly it brings right. more eyeballs to the sport, doesn't it? Because you get the best dogs. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and as I said, the problem is you get the people knocking saying, "Oh, well, the money should go to the lower end," but. Uh, you, you want to be I, I know we want to be you know lifting everyone but to for a race like this Melbourne Cup that's that's our Melbourne Cup pinnacle. like you know the thoroughbreds like yeah exactly right the thoroughbreds they're massive race and uh, see the eyes that get drawn in this is the race where everyone usually remembers and uh, the money goes there I, I, I really like the idea all right. So, by the way, Anonymous here. In fact, it's Big Vinny from Diamond Creek has texted. He'd love your work, eBay. Uh, your tip paid 48 bucks. Lovely. There you go. And also off the SMS, this one coming through from Anonymous. Multi for tonight, Mitch. We might get your tips on the other side of the next half hour. And obviously, yep. a lot happening in regards to Greyhound Racing this weekend. You're listening to Frill of the Chase. Damien Watson and Mitch Bayer with you. Here's the news. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN Track. David Watson joined by Mitch Abaya. Now, Mitchy, of course, is on Sale Sundays, and you can catch Sale Sundays this Sunday at 6 p.m. at new time this week on SEN Track for the Sale Greyhound Racing Club, uh, open with limited numbers, of course, but it is a great program, and they do produce plenty of winners and entertainment. Now, we spoke about the prize money increase. Other news in Greyhound Racing in Victoria centres regionally this time with Taralgon's track nearing completion. An exciting time for racing. I know they've got a track at Warrigal as well out in that district, Mitchie, but Taralgon it's had its ups and downs, not only with the COVID situation affecting all regional towns and tourism, which towns like Taralga rely upon essentially, but also they've had their fair share of floods. So a project like this and its completion would certainly be a boon, not only for the Greyhound racing industry in Victoria, but I think for the town itself after the last 18 months. Oh, I couldn't agree more, mate. It's a uh, it's a very nice track down there at Taralgan. And I remember when the Taralgan track was finished the first time, um, there was quite a bit of buzz around and the dogs were all going down there and, and running some nice times. And uh, it is a really nice facility, and, and what it is, it's it's in a really good location as well. Down in Gippsland, uh, it's another track that will relieve a little bit of pressure off some of the other tracks because I can imagine the amount of trials that some of these tracks will be getting at the moment, uh, having to like fill the void. So uh, it's going to be innovative. It's new. Um, the, the style, I really rate it. I reckon it's been really thought out. Um, it, it looks fantastic, and uh, I think it's about 200 or 250 metres before the bend. Uh, it'll give the dogs a chance to... 
separate and not uh, go into the turn absolutely all as one. And I, I think it's probably got that um, bit of Christmas feeling about it, Damo. You know, when uh, you get excited for something, uh, well, you get excited for Christmas, uh, you, but you can't wait. Well, this is like this is what it's like for me uh, at Terrelgan. I, I can't wait for this new setup. Um, they've put a bit of money into it, 5.8 mil. Um, it, it's taken a little while, but uh, it's had a really good um, grounding and uh, person behind it. Um, and I tell you what, the, it's going to be fantastic. There's going to be a lot of races there. Uh, it's going to cover well, a vast 620 metres. Uh, it's going to have a 350 metre, 395, a 450 and a 500. So it's got a range of distances there. So no one can complain about uh, it's not suited to majority of their grounds. And I just think it's something different. And we see straight track racing, we see circle racing and the horseshoe. So it's a bit of, bit of both worlds. And um, I know it was originally built on a floodplain, hence why they had to change it. But yeah. uh, what an idea this is. And this, this, is going to be, this is going to be a game changer for uh, Greyhound Racing here in Victoria, no doubt about it. Speaking of flooding, as I mentioned before, Terrelgan has seen its fair share of floods over the last six months uh, with that storm that hit in the middle of the year. Now, just with the actual track, you know me being a venue nuffy. I love that element yep, of the sport. you do. But in terms of the frequency of meetings, will the fact that we have a new track increase the frequency there, does it really, I guess, become a bit of a hub around that region now? Oh, it may. It, uh, it'll, it'll get the usual two meetings a week, I'd assume. Right. Um, I'm not sure what days they will be, but I'm sure they'll be starting the trials uh, as soon as possible. Uh, and the, the whole idea with this sort of concept is that you've got to give your dogs a couple of looks there so they'll have a, have a heap of trial days. Uh, where the dogs can, you know, go and trial around there and get used to the field because it is different. It's not, it's, it's not the same as you know running up the straight at Hillsville because it is 250 metres before a bend. But then when the bend comes, you've got to sustain it, um, and you might not be hitting the bend at such speed because a lot of people probably think, oh, geez, you're going to be having dogs go into that turn at full bore. But after 250 metres of straight sprinting, you've used a bit of energy and petrol. So um, it's going to yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It will be a bit of a hub down there. As I said, a lot of people will flock to it uh, to give their dogs a chance to trial and test it out. And uh, I wouldn't mind getting down there and putting a few of the pups around if possible. Yes, and nice, nice drive too around that Gippsland region, by the way, as well. Beautiful down there. Now, just in relation to the weekend's meetings, I know you're going to provide your tips for later on tonight, and I know we had a text uh, wondering what your multi for tonight is, so we'll get to that on the other side of the next break. We've also got the next coming up for Bendigo as well, the next race scheduled. But in terms of the weekend ahead, what are your thoughts for the Meadows firstly? And obviously uh, there's a lot of, I guess, hype around Jack's Bale, uh, the fact that it spent the best part of its career, certainly week in, week out, in the company with very, very good competition. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it performs, given that it steps out in race four for box number two. It's in a grade five event and had a very good victory last start at the Meadows, 29.71 seconds. You would think in this instance it'll be too classy in that particular race coming from box two, and I think it's about $1.95 at the moment. Probably could shorten even further. Yeah, this is a cracking uh, meeting, actually. There's some really good races here. Um, that race that you've highlighted, that's not even a free-for-all. That's just a standard grade five. Um, he fell into a grade five Jack Spale. And uh, 29.71, he went last time out. It's it's not an easy race, though. You look at the field, and uh, India Matilda, who is mad for the red, has won nine races in its career, and five of those have come off box one, has a slashing 30.76 PB at Ballarat last time, which is absolutely highballing. So 
No, it's not going to get its own way. Lucky Lance won at Sandown 29.40. Um, and McInerney is a greyhound on the up as well. So it, it won't be a walk in the park, but I think he should be winning. Uh, Indies Matilda and uh, Jack Spell should fill the Quinella. And if they don't, well, uh, they've obviously collided or something because those two are the best two dogs in the race. Not by a mile, but by enough. And drawn beautifully, boxes one and two. But yeah, he's been a phenomenal dog, Jack Spell. Absolutely, and you would suspect it would get the job done. But as you said, Indy Matilda uh, is an interesting one to watch and has won nine of her 22 starts. Just in regards to your best bets for the night, I know Black Gemstone has been considered as a chance in race number five that is highly fancied. Even Raddock Bale in race eight, a bit of value. What are your thoughts on the Meadows meeting in general? As I said, it was a really good meeting. Um, There's a few dogs I do like. Uh, I'd don't know what odds we're going to get for Indy Matilda against Jack Bell, but I think it could be worth uh, a little something there because the dog is mad for the fence, jumping out its skin at the moment and going really well. So it could be one there. Um, first leg of the quad, Renarco Bale. I was very, very keen on this dog on Wednesday, uh, and a few of the listeners and uh, followers on Twitter got on board. Uh, it won well off box one. It's it's only its third go over 500, but it went 30-30 the other day. Let him up. It's mad for the fence. Same thing. It's one. Five races in its career, four of them have come from boxes one, two, and three, and uh, it's got uh, it's got a fast beginner on its outside. But I just think it'll be too good, Renarco Bale, in a race where there's a little bit of strength, but it should be off and gone on the first turn. Uh, race six is a cracker, the free for all. Abalero Bale, Hilltop Jack Quara Bale goes around. Tyler Dirt and Tiberia Bale, Jarvi, Gypsy Bun, and Cracker Zach, Cracker Jack Zave. Uh, Hilltop Jack drops back in distance here. He was over the six hundred last time out. Uh, Quara Bale. Uh, hasn't won in its last three, but has still been very, very good. And uh, I think that this race here could be set up for the two, Hilltop Jack. Abelero Bell is a slow beginner and likes to scout wide, so I reckon it might be uh, trying to push off here. But I think Hilltop Jack could be pretty hard to beat in that. Uh, race seven on the card is the third leg of the quaddy. Weblock Range has drawn the red. Kanji Height, box two. Um, there are a couple of the dogs there that really stand out to me. I think the winner comes from there, and I think Weblock Ranger will probably hold the posse up on the fence. Saw what it did last time out at Sandown in 29.55, and off box one. Should be off and gone on the first turn. And Kanji Height can be a bit hit or miss early, so Weblock Ranger probably looks like one of my better bets on the card. And then we get to the 600, mate. This is a really, really good race, this one. Uh, War Drum Express, Empress Tears, King of Calippo, Lola Coaster, who's been in some stellar form. Radek Bale, who's a dog who we know what times he can run when he's uh, on his game. Suntry Rose, Punga Felix, and Real Reward. Look, War Drum Express is a greyhound that fascinates me. I think the dog's got a huge motor, but it's just got no box speed. So I think it will probably set the race up for uh, boxes two, three, or four. And uh, I think... I think Lola Coast has been going really well, but I think King of Calippo, first run over 600, was good. Just lost to Grassland Bale. I reckon it'll lead him for fun here with two slow beginners inside. And I reckon King of Calippo could be a really good each-way play on Saturday night. And I'll just highlight one other dog that I thought was a big run last week and we're pretty hard to beat tomorrow night. Race nine, number five, Fantastic Raven. Huge last week. Expected it to uh, lid ping. Didn't do that. Instead, it ran on super strong and... I didn't think it was a run-on type of dog. It looked like it was a dog that would fold up in probably the last 10 to 20 metres, but was, yeah, massive last week and should be absolutely braining this field, I would have thought, with this, with a field of six. All right, and we've got Hillsville as well, obviously off the back of last weekend's success in terms of holding it, despite the fact that uh, we've been pretty restricted in terms of having crowds. It was still a very good event, and I had a quick sneaky look on that Sunday morning to see your wonderful face, Mitchie, hosting. Uh, what are your thoughts ahead of this week's meeting? I know it's your penchant. Any best bets for the listeners out there? 
Yeah, I'm pretty keen on race one, number two here, raised. Uh, I think the Greyhound has got oh, it's super bred. It was a huge run last week, 19 and 58. I think it's going to be awfully hard to beat. Um, there's a couple of maidens. I've also got a maiden final, and this maiden final is a cracker. There's some really good dogs in this. $7,750 to the winner, Damo. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a final um, of just a maiden grade uh, worth that sort of money. So it's a really big one to win. Some of the dogs in it have been super. They were awesome last week. Zigzag Kabang. First run in its uh, career. It's only a very young pup, but, geez, it was good last week. Uh, looks relatively hard to beat off the red. I think Photo Man will be right amongst them as well. And uh, there's a couple of others drawn out wide. Orson Mick, who I think, is a greyhound, definitely to follow in its uh, career. And Shake and Treble drawn in the pink. So that's a cracking race. Be sure to tune into that one. Um, there's a couple of other races on the card which I thought uh, should be highlighted. Race 5, which is a free-for-all over 300 metres. Uh, rumorous fact goes up against Lady Fabio, notorious... Uh, joking bear sagacious a lot of good dogs in this race uh, to be honest i think that the red looks like it's pretty well drawn lady fabio um rumor is fact wants to push off the track a little bit and might create the room there and lady fabio could be a really good each way play for robert Bate. um and then the most interesting race on the card i think probably comes in race seven mate there's two dogs drawn in boxes well a dog drawn in box one and a dog drawn in box three yep. uh, in race seven. Apollo won an, another Vendetta, and they are both super wide runners. So um, it adds a little bit of interest to what is a really good race, but I think Patriot Tubman looks really well drawn out there after a 29-46 Sandown win. Yeah, Patriot Tubman's a favourite. But, gee, that looks like a cracking race because there's a lot of dogs here that are in form, and I reckon there are about four or five genuine chances in this race. Mitchie, I mean, Apollo 1's won four out of its last five, and that's a good draw, and it's considered to be probably second favourite at this point. So there's an indication there of how much depth is in this race. So that's probably the highlight of the card for me. Couldn't agree more, mate. Could not agree more. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a really good day's racing. I suppose we probably should give race a eight. tip for yep. the yeah, race eight. Um, look, it, it's it's a tricky race, but I think that the uh, the red can lead throughout Ashby Mayhem. I think uh, it'll get a bit of cover from the two, and uh, I reckon at each way, $12 and two seventy, it's well over the odds. I'm easy, boys, as a favourite here. I'm going to go with Kraken Doll. It's been in the placings in all of its last five starts, but hasn't cracked it for a win. I'm hoping you can get there today. 7.50, decent odds in terms of value. Let's head to Bendigo where it's raining at the moment. Race 8. Into 5, Soda Prince. Good luck if you're alive. Last of them locked away. Green light, lure on the roll. Set to go, race number 8. Ready. And racing, beginning well in the middle was Demolition's going to lead early. Krakendoll gets no, a nice Krakendol. run across to second. Getting checked was Aston Lights and I'm Easy Boys out the back. Out wide was Hazel. Demolition a strong finisher, Mitchie. Yeah, strong-ish. should win from there. has got a big lead here. After it was Krakendoll. Krakendoll. was Hazy Rose and around the outside, Thundering Don. It's Demolition in the straight. Three or four clear at Can't home. Demolition smashes them, wins over. Krakendoll and Thundering Don will run third fourth across the line close go there's a line of four of them there i'm easy boys out wide was dara onyx and right there was hazy rose in the middle with ashby mayhem there was nothing between those four aston lights was at the back 28 28.162 the time demolition nice run. Oh, it was a demolition by name and by nature there crack and doll wasn't a bad run it faded a little bit late 
But hopefully someone out there who is listening may have caught up with an each-way bet or a place bet of some kind. So at the very least, maybe some listener out there might have... It was have a hard that. race, that one. It was a little... It was a, it was a hardish race, hence why I went down the $12 mark. But uh, the winners paid seven and won like a dollar ten pop. But um, the rain up there might play a little bit of a factor. Yeah, that's a fair point, and I did mention that just before the race. What we might do is take a break, Mitchie, and we'll get your tips and your multi for tonight in terms of the couple of meetings to come in Greyhound Racing in Victoria. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase right across the country on SEN Track. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Frell of the Chase, the final segment of the show. And you know what that means. That's Mitchell Bayer's tips for tonight in regards to the two meetings and obviously his multi as well, which has been requested by a listener out there, 499 736 But a lot happening in Greyhound Racing. We've got a couple of meetings to look forward to later on tonight, Mitchie, at Warrigal and Geelong. We'll start off with Warrigal. Your best bets for that meeting. Yeah, so Warrigal, I like three dogs there and... Um, you can you can pick and choose it to which ones are these you want to include in your multis. Now, I've gone for race four, number seven. Uh, I know someone the other day actually had all the all my Wednesday night tips uh, multied up, five legs, and I think it got about 84 to one, and they all got up. So uh, someone had another, a few people had a fill up. But um, I'm keen on race four, number seven here, uh, Hazy Roy. This is the last leg of our multi uh, that I threw up on Twitter. It's $1.90, I think. Really good race for it, this one. Well drawn, gets enough room and time to muster out wide. There'll be a bit of trouble on the inside. Egyptian Tiger's a dog that wants to run wide, or Bamiyang's keen for the fence. Uh, I think Hazy Roy just scouts around him and wins. Uh, now, I'm keen to play at one in the staying trip, and I know stayers, are, they're a little bit harder to catch at times, but I think this thing's got panels on the rest of the field. Race five, number four, smooth talk, and now was a really good run, four runs back behind Major Sacrifice. Uh, it's a greyhound that, it's not easy to catch. I'd probably hope that it drifted a little bit more than the 230. You can potentially leave this one out of the multis, but back it straight out. Um, it, it's going okay, but on pure staying ability, it has got these covered by panels. But, um, yeah, probably I'd, my suggested bet for that would be back it at around the $2.30 mark or the tote and leave it out of your multi. Um, the last of my best bets there was race eight, number uh, two, rumor file. This dog has oh, been flying yeah. at the moment. Uh, 25.88 coming off the speed last time out was a huge run. The runs before that beat uh, Fernando Mick, lost to Hilltop Jonah, uh, run third to Rebellious. Uh, you won't find a um, you won't find a better form reference than that at the moment at Warrigal. And uh, this dog's flying four dollars. It was five fifty earlier in the day. We got each way value four dollars into a dollar ninety. So um, I, I think that's crazy overs for this dog, and uh, it can win from anywhere. It's had three placings from four starts off the box, and uh, it's in really good form. That's right. It is accustomed to that track at Warrigal as well. And what about your best bets for the other meeting tonight at Geelong? Yeah, it's a fair wait for my best bets uh, at Geelong because they fall in the last uh, three races. And uh, I'm pretty keen on race number 10, number five, Lolina. This dog opened 320 into 240. Dallas Massina trains. Uh, she knows how to train a dog and... First up, they usually come out and absolutely blow them away. So race 10, number five, Lalina. We're going to roll that one into uh, her other dog in race 11, Bereki. This dog is an absolute star. Had a little bit of a uh, injury uh, run, and uh, it should have had she's some sort of career. It's had 10 star- 18 starts for 11 wins. Uh, it's had three wins and a place 
from four starts off box eight. First up, which is not really something you associate with the Greyhounds, it's four from four, and uh, it's a dog that's flying. One well last time at Beat Voltage Spike, box eight bandit, $1.85 there. That was race 11, number eight. And uh, the last of my bets there falls in uh, race 12. I, I think that this race is perfectly set up for five star. They're back Grassland Bale. Grassland Bale's 480 into 350. Five star, $1.70 out to $1.90. But I think this is his race. Five stars just going to absolutely give him win, Bernie. We saw how good he was two runs back at the Meadows. Graceland Bale set the pace. Five star will just camp on her and absolutely go past it like it's nailed to the rail. Ah, great stuff, Mitchie. That's why we love you. Mitch Bayer, of course, will be on with Jason Boddington and GRV's Rob Popplestone on sale Sundays. This Sunday at 6pm for sale. Greyhounds, Grey's Bistro, TAB, Kino and Bar, all open with limited numbers and takeaway still available. Mitchie, that wraps us up for another week on Thrill of the Chase. Thanks very much for your time. Do you have a quick multi that we could sneak in? Yeah, I would be going race four, number seven at Warrigal into race 11, number eight at Geelong into race 12, number two at Geelong. Oh, great stuff, Mitch Abaya. Make sure you have the peds out for that, listeners. He is absolutely starring with the tips. Coming up next is Betfair Edge, a one-hour edition this week with Miles Fitzer and Tommy Haylock. And in an hour's time, I'll be back with Friday Night Racing with the one and only Josh Jenkins. Stay tuned for that. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.